Joanna indicated to me that she left work a little bit late and she'll be joining us a little bit late. So um, I think that is everybody, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So welcome, Sarah, thank you. Tom? Got chatting. Uh, and I'd like to look at the participants list and Sarah, Carol, and Don. Okay, very good, good. Okay, well, let me get started with a, with a. Actually, if I can just have Bob read Correct. what I said today. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we'll okay, here we go. Uh, pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, GLC 30A section 18, and the governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the Medfield School Meeting School Committee School Building Bylaw Review Committee is being conducted via remote participation. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings as provided for in the order. A reminder that persons who would like to listen to or view this meeting while in progress may do so by following the instructions on the agenda and meeting notice. All votes subject to remote participation will be taken as roll call votes and the meeting is being recorded. This order has been extended through July of 2022. And then if everybody who's in attendance at the meeting can just state your name and that you're participating remotely. I'll start now, Bob Morrill, I'm participating remotely. Cynthia Green, uh, participating remotely. Carolyn Casey participating remotely. Russ Allison participating remotely. Carol M. Key participating remotely. Tom Marie participating remotely. Kermit here participating remotely. So I have a little bit of a script uh, to the extent that this is a, a, a public meeting, and I guess it's recorded, Christine. So, uh, you know, people will be able to view as I have been viewing a lot of meetings over the last two years or listening to them as I've walked around Medfield. So uh, if this seems a little formal for our group, it's just as an introduction to uh, for that purposes. You know, as I wrote uh, in my letter of appointment to the Board of Selectmen, you know, I, I couldn't be more thankful for your willingness to step up. We have a committee that I've promised each each of you that this is going to be a committee that is has a special focus, special purpose and is also of a limited uh, duration. And uh, so our activity is, is just kind of very compressed by circumstance. Um, I was reminded today of the you know, that famous quote of the prolific author when somebody said to him, kind of imagine what you could have done if you had more time. And he said, imagine what I could have done if I had more deadlines. And uh, so we do, have, we, we do have deadlines and that's good. So that'll, that'll kind of be a forcing mechanism to, to moving quickly and, and uh, and getting our job done. Uh, you know, I'm really confident in this group uh, in bringing insights and experience and appreciation of this as the first procedural step, you know, which is what it is. Um, and, I, you know, I've, I've known uh, most of you or all of you, certainly have witnessed all of you uh, in the work that you do for, have done for Medfield. And I appreciate the sound judgment and, and, uh, 
collectively, you know, I think one of the things that was really important to me was to find folks like yourselves who uh, have demonstrated positiveness and uh, collaborativeness and willingness and, you know, the civility that will help to set the tone as we begin kind of now our future consideration and the community discussion and the decision making that we know is going to follow down the road, you know, relative to this kind of very important issue. So uh, it was important to me, uh, you know, in terms of having having a committee that would help to draw a kind of a clean line. I was thinking of it as a clean line, uh, you know, in terms of the positive way that this community can go forward uh, and a line from some of the I've talked to all of you individually and many, many, many people in town around, you know, some of the, the, the disheartening nature of some of the rancor or the divisiveness or negativity. So it's great to have you folks as a part of this as we kind of start to set the tone for a discussion that's going to be moving forward. Um, you know, charge for the committee and, and, and me as the appointing authority is for the committee to essentially draft either a charter amendment to the existing permanent building committee bylaw, which was uh, approved uh, at an annual town meeting. It seems like yesterday, but it was actually in 2018, or to craft uh, a new separate bylaw, you know, to govern the appointment of the, the next school building committee. And, um, you know, the authority comes from the request uh, from the selectmen at the end of January for me to appoint this group, but that actually ought emanates from the authority that came from the passage of the article sponsored by the citizens petition at the annual 2021 uh, town meeting out on the out on the turf field with uh, 600 of my closest friends there as we saw day turn into night for those of you that were there um, but that at, at that meeting as one of the features of that meeting uh, this citizens petition was uh, was passed and so now that's what we're we're kind of all about so I, I thought I'd start by just letting everybody, I think most of you do know one another, but uh, by way of just a very, very quick introduction, if we want to kind of go around, I know you've all recognized yourself as uh, for the formality of being there remotely, but Bob, why don't if you, if you just kind of introduce yourself and we'll go right around the circle. Sure, I'll be brief. Uh, my name is Bob Morrill. I've lived here in town for about, um, gosh, 22 years at this point. Time goes by too fast. Um, and I've had the pleasure of working with Scott and Christine actually in the past you know, on the warrant committee a number of years ago. Um, and when Scott asked if I would join this committee to, to help work in this project, I was honored and I, I look forward to working with each of you on the process. That's all I have to say, as far as Trump says. That's perfect. <laughs> Maybe I should call on Carolyn. Why don't you go next? I'll... Sure. Um, I'm Carolyn Casey. I've been in town for 30 years, I guess. Um, and I was on the school committee for five terms. Um, so I'm heavily involved in, L in education. Um, and I put my name in for this because actually in the 90s, when we were trying to do a school building project, this was an ongoing issue of how to put together a committee to build a school building. So it's it's a longstanding, uh, difficult situation. And so I was interested in working towards a solution with everybody. Russ? Uh, Russ Hallisey, uh, been here since 87, uh, 35 years, because I'll never be a native. 
but my kids are. <laughs> um, I'm a real estate lawyer and realtor. I served on the zoning board for a number of years. Um, I served on the uh, general bylaw review committee several years ago. Um, love town and, uh, you know, thought I'd get back to, you know, providing some service back to the town. Don't forget Medfield Day, um, you know, <laughs> I, I actually kind of strolled through with behind my sunglasses last year. And it was the, it was really the first time that I felt like it was it was a real affirmation. I really needed it, you know, to see because it was really a great day. It was a beautiful day. All the all the young kids out there, all the vibrancy and uh, it really lifted my spirits, you know, uh, in, in the middle of uh, what we went through in 2020 and the, the pandemic. And everything else so thank you yeah yeah we didn't know how it was going to turn out whether it was you know how it was going to turn out and we were pleasantly surprised and glad the weather helped out on its side to help it i'm just glad they don't do a dunking booth for the moderator like they did in 2003 <laughs> and 2004 when i got started with this well you know i, I think just... the i think the board of health has outlawed that <laughs> well, I, in my home i've outlawed it no more <laughs> No more donkey booth and no more pies in the face that were filled with menthol shaving cream, <laughs> you know, and for several days having to having to squint. Anyway, Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia Green, I've been in town for 34 years. Uh, I was on the recycling committee. I am currently on the energy committee. I was on the master planning committee uh, and on the bylaw committee with Russ. Sarah? Sorry, I had to unmute. So Sarah Lemke, I guess I'm the newbie at 15 years in town. Um, I've been on the planning board since, I don't know, it's been about seven years um, in my second term now. I'm a real estate attorney also like Russ by training uh, real estate development primarily. And uh, now I work for a developer in Boston, but excited to be here. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, apologies to all. Uh, I've got some antivirus software that took my camera away, so I'll figure that out later. But uh, Tom Marie, 24-year um, resident of town of Medfield. Uh, we've raised all four of our boys, and they have all attended Medfield Public Schools. I served on the Warren Committee for about six years. Uh, had a stint as chairman, uh, a lot of youth coaching, and uh, active in, uh, in St. Edwards as well. And uh, thanks for this opportunity to serve on this committee. And uh, Bob Morrill, good to see your face. Hi, Tom. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so thanks, everybody. And, and you know, literally, uh, as I think I expressed individually and also in my appointment, I really appreciate you stepping up to do this. I think it's a very important uh, beginning of this process. And we'll try to keep it straightforward and, and, and simple. As of tonight, actually, I'm, I'm kind of stepping aside that's what the appointing authority does and lets the committee operate and function um actually towards the end of uh, last week when i was considering that you know the tight timing of what we're trying to get done between now and uh, a month from now and now and the town meeting uh, which is eight or nine weeks from now i had this little nightmare having to do with the selection of a committee chairperson i was reminded of uh of the, of the three stooges whenever they would ask for a volunteer to you know to step forward of course 
Larry and uh, and Mo would step back, uh, leaving Curly, and I had you know I didn't want so I, in order to kind of short circuit that I reached out to Bob and asked uh, because I um, I know his good job of of stewardship and thought that he might be able to help uh, you know keep us all focused, but I'm sure that if if, if anybody would like to step up and be a, a co-chairperson, that uh, that Bob would be willing to work collaboratively with that person. So just uh, as you guys go forward, yeah. Just, uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad that when you think of a stooge, I come to mind. <laughs> I didn't, I, you know, even as I was saying that, I wasn't making that connection. I was, I was, I was making the connection to just the, uh, the the time that it sometimes takes, you know, to circle around and here we go. So thank you. But but uh, we're going to be, we're going to be, Christine will, as we segue over to her, kind of setting the stage for this. I mean, one of the things that, um, you know that we have is the availability of uh, Brittany, who works for Christine, to be able to help in a, in support roles and logistical role, in in order to be able to help facilitate this, and you know for us to be able to do this undertaking in you know in a, in a good and comprehensive way, but in a short amount of time. So uh, we can we can we can speak to that. Christine, why don't you uh, kind of do a little bit about the protocols of the committee and how this all works. So you've all are either actively serving or have served on a committee before. So I apologize for the for the repetition, but um, just a, a good reminder on some of how this operates. Um, you will need once you set your schedule 48 hours to post a meeting uh, and set the agenda. We can take care of all of that for you, all the administrative tasks. We just need a, a heads up. That 48 hours does not include the weekend. So we would ask if you want to have a meeting on. Monday or Tuesday, you have to let us know, uh, you know, by Wednesday of the week prior. You will need to keep minutes. Uh, the committee needs to keep minutes. I'm taking your minutes for tonight, um, but then I will pass that off to you for uh, the next meeting. You'll have to have somebody do that. We are recording all of these um, with the anticipation that we'll be putting them up on Medfield TV. So if anybody would like the recording to do the minutes, we can send that uh, as well. So you can actively participate in the meeting and, and do the minutes later. Um, Bob already went through, you'll need to read that statement at the beginning of every meeting, confirm uh, anybody who is participating and that they're participating remotely. Uh, any vote that you take, including to adjourn, will need to be a roll call vote. Um, it is up to the chair whether or not the committee, and I assume you'll have a conversation about it, but it's up to the chair if you're gonna take public comment at every meeting, if you're gonna set some time at the end of your meeting for public comment, or if you're gonna set just one meeting for that, but that is up to the committee and the chair, you're not required to. Um, obviously you're looking for public feedback, so you would set a special time for that. Um, in terms of administrative, I know that uh, Scott was able to send you a couple examples of school committee bylaws from other towns. Um, I have Brittany working on that as well. And what we'll do is we'll set up a Google Drive for the committee. And as we get more and more examples of other towns, we'll put that in there for you. Uh, and we'll give all access to all of you for that tomorrow. Um, I know Scott sent, sent some original uh, documents out and we'll put those in there for you as well to reference. Um, in terms of timing, um, Scott is not kidding. This is a very condensed process because the warrant hearing, which is probably your first um, deadline is March 29th. Um, now, the Warren Committee, it's common at, you know, for those of you that served on the Warren Committee, it's common for the Warren Committee to be heard on a Warren article. So I would say it would be great if you could be ready for the 29th, but April 5th will be the deadline 
uh, to have the language for the proposed uh, amendments to the bylaw or new bylaw, whichever uh, way you take. Um, go ahead, I'm sorry. Christine, can I ask you a question? Sure. What is that deadline based on? So if we, you know, if as we do our work, we decide we actually need more time to do it appropriately, sort of what is the actual drop dead date we have to have applied? April 5th, um, that is when the warrant report will go to print and I have to have the language for the warrant article. Okay. Um, so I, I know I'm, I'm, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> no. Well, um, but I know you also agreed to a short timeline and a short committee. So like Scott said, nothing like a good deadline. So um, the other thing I would do is we'll uh, set up your Zooms for you. It's my understanding we're gonna do all of these on Zoom, which is great. What I'll do is I'll have a staff member start that for you. And if it's okay, we'll transfer control of that meeting uh, to whoever will run the meeting. Um, that way you can operate on your own. I'm sure you're all familiar at this point uh, with Zoom. So um, so just to review, we, we have three weeks to our March 29th date. Yes. I would use I would use your April 5th as your outside. The Warren Committee is understands the tight de deadline and they're, you know, when this has happened in the past, they have been, oh, let me just let Joanna in. They have been um, you know, they'll just be to to be heard in the Warren Committee handbook, in the Warren Committee report, sorry. There you go. Uh, Good. Joanna's if, just coming if on. We don't, if we if we don't make the March 29th date for the warrant committee, mm -hmm. is there opportunity between that and the follow and April 5th to get it to the warrant committee so they could see it in advance? Absolutely. So while they do their public hearing on the 29th, there are several articles that they may not have all of the information for by then. So they will continue to review those up until town meeting. We keep a town meeting website so any dates that take place after we have sent that report to print will be published there as well. Okay. I understand that we're trying to make the deadlines to be at the town meeting. What if we don't come up with the wording? So it goes to another town meeting or what happens? Just, just trying to understand that piece. So it would go either to, um, we anticipate potentially having a special town meeting uh, for the Medfield State Hospital. So we could move it to a special town meeting. Um, otherwise it would go on for the annual. Okay, thank you. There, there is a proposed article um, for this year's annual town meeting to appropriate funding for a new feasibility study uh, that the new school building committee would have available if they wanted to get started. Um, and just to give you all a heads up as well, the school committee and the board of selectmen are meeting tomorrow night at seven o'clock. They're doing a workshop on how we're moving forward on the new school project and not that directly affects your work, but if anybody's interested, they are having that meeting tomorrow night. I saw that and I was, I was a little confused to say, so what does that, how, how does that play into what we're doing? I mean, we're, we're, we're deciding on how a school building committee is mm -hmm. formed, who is the recipient of, of, of that stuff if there's no school building committee yet? I would say if there's no school building committee uh, proposed- Which there wouldn't be anyway, right? Right, you're not gonna have the people appointed yet. Um, yeah. 
you have to wait for your, that process. But I think they're still planning to move forward. It, I've had a conversation with the Warren Committee and the Selectmen that we would probably not fund a full appropriation for a feasibility study. We would uh, do an initial funding and initial appropriation to get that committee started once they were appointed. You know, just to echo what others have said, and I've had the same thought myself, I mean, obviously the group is going to need to talk and talk about process and next steps and timelines and all of that. And I understand that. I do have to be frank that at the outset, I'm a little skeptical of us being able to really have a meaningful answer within three or four weeks. Um, I'd hate to have us have to rush and get something that's not right. I'd rather go slow and get it right. So we can certainly keep that deadline in mind, but I'm I'm less than optimistic we're gonna need it for April 5th at least, so. All fair, I think what we should, you know, in terms of as we, as, as, as the committee uh, starts to, you know, kind of engage around this, that we look at that question, you know, as a, as a, as a starting point, coming up with a schedule that might allow that. I mean, this is, this is, this, this could be, you know, multivariable calculus, or it could be one of those things that is, you know, you want to find the simplicity on the far side of the complexity. And in a way, that's what I think this committee has the capability of being able to do. Uh, there's, in other words, there's not a, uh, it, it, it's not a necessarily a crafting from the, from the bottom up. There are, there are good examples available to us. There's a lot of, there's been a lot of attention to this uh, in, in our town and in other towns just in 2018. Uh, we passed at, at the town meeting a, a permanent building committee bylaw, <clears throat> so there was consideration given to that. Um, Mike Marcucci, who uh, I think might be somebody, he's agreed. If 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 you are interested in inviting him in, he's he's already crafted a you know a proposed bylaw that is a is a good draft. It was one of the things that I circulated. So if you take as kind of our our beginning authority, we take our own permanent building. Uh, committee bylaw. We take uh, a draft from Mike, uh, Christine, uh, Chris McHugh, as a you know as the citizens petitioner. She also crafted a uh, you know kind of a, a draft that is also uh, you know not all that complex. I'm sure there are a lot of people in town that you know may uh, disagree with me in terms of the you know the need for uh, a, you know a, a lot of the complexity that I'm I, I might not be seeing in terms. Of, I think this is one of those things where. It definitely aligns with the idea of trying to be as as uh, straightforward. The hard part will be to get it down in not so many words as opposed to so many words. I think when you do this kind of crafting and this kind of drafting, you know that becomes the challenge. But I don't want to speak. This group knows that much better than I. You know, particularly those that served on the uh, the bylaw review committee with me. <laughs> you know, the, the getting down to the you know the short strokes can, can sometimes be challenging. But that's our you know, that's our objective. And why don't we see? So, what we'll, you know, as a starting point, I've circulated some of the documentation that it might be be interesting to you know to be uh, looking at, having to do with those articles. And also, mm. uh, today, I you know I kind of linked in uh, the building committee in, in Westwood just as an example. And Christine and I were talking earlier. You know, we could put examples in your hands of what you know what other towns have done, both as a matter of their their bylaw and their and their composition. The other factor that we did include in the material that we sent down in advance was the from the, the code of Massachusetts regulations was the provisions around the appointments that the MSBA uses, um, you know, which is obviously a, a, you know a, a wrinkle and and 
I think that the general sense is that there needs to be the flexibility to be able to accommodate, uh, you know, if that's, a, if that's a choice that a committee makes as a school building committee. So somehow some flexibility, uh, you know, beyond, uh, you know, beyond uh, maybe the, the, the tight structure of the appointing authorities that are identified by this group. So we're talking about, I don't want to, I don't even want to kind of dictate the, the charge beyond that, but we know that there's a question of the size of the committee, uh, its composition, the makeup, uh, issues about uh, employees and residents in town have, you know, have been factors. They were when it came to the drafting of the, the permanent building uh, committee bylaw. Um, and, you know, maybe things like what, what, what step is, would be used to initiate the, you know, the process of putting a, uh, a, a, an appointment of a school building committee, like where does where does it where does it emanate from? You know, when does it get get, get ignited? And and in this instance, we know that we want to do it, but I assume that we're trying to because it's a bylaw, we want to have something that's going to be pretty much permanent onto the books. Uh, you know, as part of our charter. So down the road, even though um, you know this is the first time since I've been moderator that you know we've circled around to to this question because. Carolyn was referencing how uh, prominent a question it was, but I've been doing this for 19 years, and I I haven't appointed anyone uh, until yourselves to you know to consider this question. Scott, uh, can I ask you a, a, another question on scope? And I apologize if I'm hogging up time, but um, yeah. I, can you clarify a little bit? I'm not sure. So the town has an existing permanent building. Um, we have an existing rule on point, right? So. Are we being asked to modify the existing rule to create a new rule just for schools or to, or to look at all of it and decide on one or the other or perhaps nothing? Well, I would, I would think it's, it's one or the other that, that the approach could be to put an amendment into the existing bylaw that makes a provision for the, the fact that the building, the public building being built is a school building which then might trigger some flexibility in the in the appointment of the members of the of the, the committee in a way that you might not need for some other kind of a facility because of the requirements of school buildings to get the MSBA funding. So it could be an amendment, or I could see it be a successor. It could be a separate bylaw that, you know, in our town charter is a successor in you know in the next in the next provision to it that addresses the question of, of school buildings uh, specifically i don't i at least maybe one of the, the the folks that we need to get in early might be mark mark sorrell and uh, christine yeah. i don't know I, he i don't think he's he, i think he and i when we talked about it very generally it, it could be either one of those as a way that it, you know that it, that it could be addressed and you'll see that, um, you know, that in, in Mike's draft, you know, he drafted a, a, a kind of a, a, a separate provision, but it, it very much tracked the, the permanent building committee provision. So I think that's kind of up to the up to the committee. But I thank you. I don't... <clears throat> Scott, I think the way I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Excuse me. So, Scott, we, we have uh, Marcucci's draft and I'm not. I'm trying to recall if I remember reading uh, Chris McHugh's draft. Did you forward that as well? Yeah. I think yes. I did. I think I took a, a, an annotated draft. That, that was the red line. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so are you, are you suggesting that that's a starting point for us? No. Well, let, let me just let me clarify. And, and Because I don't want that to be a starting point. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, what I'm suggesting is that if we're looking for things that have been crafted by people interested in this question, that, and by the way, that as a starting point, that went back to before, that was something that was being offered before the citizens petition. So in other words, there was some question about whether that the description at, in, in that detail might appear in the citizens petition. Christine, that's correct, right? And I think that that's when it surfaced. I believe so. Yeah, and it's never been offered. It's never been offered formally, but it was suggestive of you know one approach. And I, I'll let uh, Chris McHugh speak for herself at the you know and and to, around the time of the, the filing of the petition. But I think it was people had requested that something be offered up, and and I don't think she offered it up as a starting point or as a anything other other than something that was in support of the citizens' petition when it was going to come be, uh, to the to the town meeting. It wasn't her responsibility to actually come up with the bylaw. I think she was just trying to put something down that might demonstrate, you know, a, a direction the town could go. Uh, and, and by the way, Mike's, uh, Mike's work, uh, you know, from the Board of Selectmen, Christine, I'm not even sure it's never really been put to, to a vote. It's, 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 it's Mike's work more than it is anything that's been endorsed by Pete and Gus. It was Correct. kind of su suggestive as, uh, as a starting point. And he put a bunch of, of, of time into it, uh, thinking that might be the way to go and see if we could maybe short circuit some of uh, you know some 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 other parts of the of the process. So I don't think we have we don't have a starting point, you know, in terms of that, other than our own permanent building committee bylaw. So that's our charter. Anything else uh, beyond that would be, you know, would be only suggestive and can be regarded or disregarded however the, the committee thinks in the same fashion that it, it can uh, regard what other towns have done or or not done uh, you know none of it holds any kind of controlling uh, element relative to what we need to be doing here um, what I was gonna suggest is uh, particularly while we wait for Mark's confirmation of whether there is one uh, better way procedurally than another, assuming there isn't, but either way, what I thought would make sense is if we started with a list of questions that we as a committee want to answer in terms of where we think the committee should go and then the drafting you know can flow out of that. Um, but the questions that I had sort of come up with myself and I'm certain they're not all of them, but, you know, how many people should be on this committee? What's a manageable number? There's huge swing between what the permanent building committee has and what a school building committee like in Westwood had 22. Um, so how many people should be on this? What's the appropriate term length? Um, who appoints these people? Doesn't have to be one person appointing them all. Obviously, um, Mike's example had different people appointing different segments, but who appoints? Um, who recommends the people for the person to appoint? Um, do they have to be a resident? Can they be a non-resident? If they're a non-resident, can they be a voting member or just an ex-officio member? Um, what experience do a certain number of them have to have in terms of the AEC experience or um, otherwise? And then like, what is the scope, separately from once you compose the committee, what is the scope of that committee? And then how do you get projects in front of it? Do they you know, how did they receive their assignments or sort of the questions that I had come up with that I think we need to tackle before we can really think about the best way to draft it. But open to suggestions about other 
issues that I missed. Comments? No, I think that's exactly right. You know, in terms of Sarah. Oh, sorry. No, I like that approach. Um, and I think maybe if we could come up with a list of questions to circulate and then the rest of us can think about it and add to that list as well. I think that's we can't idea. circulate. Can we? You can't circulate like that. Um, so publicly, can you can read them slowly, it? Sarah, so we can read well, them? Well, I think I, I tonight Christine's, Christine's going to take the minutes for tonight, but okay. then we are responsible, Joanna. You, I know you had to be late. So at the beginning, she said we have to start doing them after tonight, but our minutes will be our kind of checklist of what we need to follow up on. So just to make sure Christine has them all, how many people, term length, who appoints, resident versus non-resident, ex officio members, scope, and then experience for members. Yep. And then I also had in how to receive their assignments. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And under the scope, what are they okay. reviewing and how do they receive their assignments for review? And as, as I understand, you had said that you're using Google Docs for collecting all the various documents to review, and I suppose the minutes will end up going in there? Correct. And, and then I you'll suppose, vote on them at your next meeting. Is it appropriate for, in, instead of be, you know circulating ideas or something between us, which is prohibited, is can we, can we individually send a Google Docs, something like that? No, okay. Nope. No, but you know, when you take your minutes and you're, you have it on a document, we can look at that before our meetings and then talk about it right from the document. So, but a piece of it is we have to do it together, right? That's, that's right. the whole open meeting law. That's the whole public piece is like you had some questions there, Sarah. And so we can all look at that, think about it, and then discuss it from it being on the Google Doc. But I think it's really important for the community and for us to be talking as a group and sharing about what we're thinking. And that's how we, to me, that's how people grow. You know, you might have a thought, oh, I don't want this. But then I hear some other people talk about it and I realize, oh, I could, I, I am in favor of this maybe with a little twist in it. So I, I think the process of discussing it together is um, really important for moving forward. Are the Google Docs accessible by the public? No. Well, oh, if they have not. minutes on them, they are. Well, no, the what? minutes will be sent to you. Once you vote them as a committee, then we'll post them online. Online? Yeah. Yes. But like on the town website? Correct. But the Google Docs that we're using for our resources are not open to the public? Nobody can access the Google Drive, but anything that you're going to discuss as a meeting is going to be listed in the minutes that you reviewed something. So no, no, say I understand you, that, but we as, as the committee members have access to the Google Drive, right? Correct. But the public doesn't. The public could request, Christine, isn't Absolutely. it true? Yeah. So they could read in the minutes that we use the Holliston School Building Committee as an example. Someone could reach out to Christine and ask for a copy of that, and she would provide it to them. Okay. Absolutely. That's what happens on the planning board. We have a lot of resource documents. They reach out to Sarah, and she provides to the interested person. So they're available. We're just not like publishing the folder. 
Gotcha. But, but, you, but we individually can go on to the Google Docs to see and copy and download stuff. Correct. Thank you. Um, so, for example, if I know if if I'm talking to Bob and we're setting the agenda next week and I know that you're going to consider six of the documents we put in the Google Drive, we can create a meeting packet like you had for tonight and post it on the website so people can look at it ahead of time. Like you do for the other board, town boards, planning board, zoning board, and you do that for that, yeah. Correct. Okay. So uh, just a couple of questions. Um, so are we, I don't know what people's time availability is. So other members of the committee, are we contemplating once a week? Are we contemplating more than once a week? People have thoughts on that? I would just say that once a week, we're not gonna be done in time. There's too many pieces there and you know, we wanna give it good thought. So um, I'm thinking at least twice a week because we're already on the seven. If we wanna you know, get it to, if we can find and get together enough to give something to the Warren Committee for the 29th. What's our quorum requirement? Not that we shouldn't endeavor to have everyone at every meeting, but twice a week or more might get challenging for at least myself. Um, so what, how many of us have to be there for us to have a meeting? One, two, three, four, five. We're seven. seven? Right? You need to have five to have a meeting. Okay. Uh, I, I think twice a week is a lot. And I also think it can become even, it may seem that more meetings are more productive, but it can actually become less productive because we need time as individuals in between the meetings to research, review, right. think through our thoughts, um, and then come back and have a, a productive session. Otherwise they can just become sort of um, a stream of consciousness sessions. Yeah. So I, I, I can't make more than once a week, um, but. I also think it could be more efficient. About length of meeting. I mean, so I'm a big believer in for every meeting, having a clear agenda, a timeline and sticking to it. Um, so what's a reason, and at some point people get brain haze, right? So, I mean, I would not think any meeting should go longer than 90 minutes, but I'm open if others disagree. 90 minutes was 90. my my guess as well and clear direction like if once we come up with our list of the things we have to tackle understanding which one you're going to address at the next meeting is your point bob about a clear agenda so that people can prepare to be you know if we're going to talk next time about how many people i need to come with my answer about how many people what and why and maybe tied into that is who appoints them because how many you choose might depend on how many you think each person gets to appoint. Um, but a very clear idea of what homework I have between now and that next meeting so that it is an impactful and well thought ahead meeting. Not the collaboration yeah. part. But. Um, uh, no, I agree. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say 90 minutes. Have you thought about running for the Board of Selectmen? Just, just a thought, just a thought. So, you know, one thing that I think we should do when we schedule it, and I guess to me, the chairman's job is mainly just to keep the trains running on time, right? And then I defer to everybody else. But we should probably, if the meetings are going to start, say, set, if they're going to be, let's say, 7 to 8.30, our business for the meeting should be done by 8.15 with the last 15 minutes to confirm what is our agenda for the next meeting, what are our to-dos, mm -hmm. so we can get those to Christine to post out on the website. So we basically got 75 minutes of substance time each meeting. Does that sound about right? And then, and then we want to decide whether or not, I mean, not whether or not, but when to have public uh, input and how long for that. Do we want to have that like at, at 
the last 15 minutes or 10 minutes of every meeting? Or do we want to have one meeting for, you know, all like they were suggested, one meeting for all of public input? Go back and forth on this, Russ, and I, I can't decide what I think the right answer is. Part of me feels like to hold it toward the end or at least the later half of the middle um, so that we can have some real kind of like thoughts that we've developed in our own mind. But then part of me doesn't want to be so far baked into an idea that if somebody brings up a really valid point, we're kind of backtracking. So I wouldn't say wait till the very end, but I think at least halfway in my mind, it's the right time rather than starting like next meeting at the end. But You know, another idea is possibly to have it at the very first meeting, the first 15 minutes of the meeting, because I'm, I'm guessing that there are the people in the public out there who have been thinking about this for a long time and have their own ideas. And maybe we might benefit early on with those ideas thinking out of the box. I, I like that actually. I think for myself, I think that's a really good idea to do that at the start and then we go forth and do, and do our work. And whether we invite public comment again later in the process, we can decide as we go forward. But I think the only caution I have is just to try to make sure that we have a hard stop after yeah. a set amount of time, because we're not going to have enough time to discuss as a group if we get caught up in, there may be a lot of public comment. We're going to have to, Bob, be really tight with if someone else has made that comment, I, I can't hear it again from you, and encourage people to submit letters that we can read in preparation instead. Because if we have 90 minutes and 15 minutes are spent on public comment, and 15 at the end for next steps, we've only got an hour. That's, I, I like that idea, Sarah. That's what I was going to suggest is, is let's really encourage people to submit written comments and written questions. I do like the idea of, of having um, a conversation at the beginning, um, but maybe throughout to encourage written comments and then maybe another oral session at some point at the end. And then we get into the weeds, you know, th this was such a, and I didn't, I have to confess, I didn't follow it really closely, which is probably good for this committee, but I understand the process for the last go round was rather contentious. You know, how do we decide how many people can speak, how long each person can speak for? We have to be uniform. Everyone has to have the same amount of time, yeah. but it might be a different answer if, if, you know, if you've got four different people that want to come in and speak versus 20. How do we, and you don't want to be, obviously you want to give everyone a voice and not exclude anyone, but it's got to be workable. I think now, another question. a great idea because, you know, they have had the opportunity to read the minutes and it are, if we stick to putting in the minutes, what the next steps are and the assignments we have, they could come in with potentially ideas on the assignments so i agree and we can you know say you have each person has three minutes we have 15 minutes total and if we can't get to you please give us your written comments and you know structure it so that we really have the time to talk i would maybe, agree with Cynthia three that three minutes, minutes isn't needed sorry Russ. i'm sorry i'm sorry but maybe three minutes isn't even needed yeah you know, you're giving it these are these are fairly um minimal conversations, I would say. You know, it's not like long-winded arguments. It's like, well, I think there should be 10 people and I think they should be these people. And so maybe a minute, a minute or a minute and a half 
Uh, I was going to agree. Three minutes is a very long time when someone's giving public comment. So I would say 90 seconds to two minutes at the most yeah. to allow more people. I, so we should probably nail this down a little bit if we're going to, because then we have to decide when are we going to have public comments. And if one potential is next week, we should figure out what it looks like whenever we have it. So I, I mean, I think 90 seconds works. I think people tend to fill up however much time you give them. Right. I mean, I could give you the history of the universe in 90 seconds if I had to, or I could take a year. So, but I don't know if others think more time is warranted. Okay. Okay. And maybe and maybe limit it to 10 minutes if we're worried about our time frame. 10, I mean, but I think 15 minutes isn't too bad to do. And again, my suggestion was at the very beginning of the meeting, let them speak and get that off their chest right away and then move on, on the first meeting. Okay, and then Russ, would you, are you proposing also doing that at each meeting or, or just for this next meeting? Well, I, you know, I don't know. Does the group think that after each meeting or should we just allocate one meeting special just for them? Why don't we start and say it'll be the beginning of the next meeting, then we can think about how it went. Perfect. And I mean, if you're looking at the date we really have and you're doing once a week, we have um, three more meetings if we're meeting the night before Warren committee. So do the first one, see how it works, and then and we can change it. That's that's the piece we can do. And I, I might suggest one way you can have more comments, more people participate is that we just listen to the public participation and we don't respond to it. And that's where sometimes mm -hmm. committees get bogged down. Mm -hmm. Just, we take it, we write it down, yeah. but we don't spend time going back and discussing those so we can get as many people in as possible and then start our agenda. And then part of the comments in the chat too. In the chat feature on Zoom, people yeah. can put comments and we can. Again, but sometimes I find when people are writing comments and people in the meeting start reading the comments and aren't necessarily focused on the business, but who knows. Um, but we give, you know, just let's try the first time and then, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, I would hope that as we're discussing things, we'll be answering some questions that people have as you know as we're uh going through all the pieces ourselves so yeah. maybe for the second meeting we won't need it till the end depending on what we hear you know and i agree with carolyn this the purpose of this is not for us to think about and respond it's simply let the public give their piece right away and it, that it would probably help us in our research on our own and help us kind of think through where we want to go with this. And maybe we want to spend know a lot of time thinking of this and doing this, and all of a sudden somebody from the public comes up with a great idea that we should have thought about earlier. And I think we should make clear to people that the purpose of their time is not to ask us questions, but rather to make their point. Yes. Yeah. Make their point. We're recording it, and then we'll be thinking about it and using it or, you know. Yep. Yep. But we should also be able to ask clarifying questions if we don't understand the comment. Sure. Now, tonight, Christine was our moderator, host, or whatever here. 
are you going to be with us each each meeting or is somebody else from administration going to be there to to monitor this meeting online so we weren't planning on monitoring for you we were going to start the meeting and then turn it over to one of you as a co-host and let you continue if you would rather have somebody a staff person be at every meeting we can arrange that as well it may not always be me but we'll we'll have we can have somebody staff you if you require that so then the co-host that you turn it over to would see who's who the who the uh, spec uh, what are the other people yes. yeah yep you'll see those and and it should, and, you should and, all be able to see that now and and they will bring us into the meeting at the start correct okay so i think a couple of business items we need someone to um keep the minutes should we rotate that that would be fair I'll go fourth, seeing as we have three minutes. <laughs> right, I'll go fifth. I got the first. It's, I just wanna say that it's gonna be challenging for me to get to these meetings on time at seven. Um, so I'm happy to do minutes. Can we also talk about, are we committed to Mondays? I know for this week, this is what worked for everyone. I do have planning board meeting I'm missing right now, which is fine for tonight, but it's gonna be hard for me to miss a second one. So I wondered if there was any flexibility about um, having at least one of them on a Tuesday night or another night. I work from home on Tuesdays, so that would actually be better for me. Not that this needs to work around my schedule. <laughs> and, and Tuesdays for me seem to be the open day of the week. Tuesdays are fine for me. I can do Tuesdays. I can typically do Tuesdays. So does, do we wanna just say Tuesdays at 7.30 going forward? Seven is better for me. Joanna, you said you work from home. Does seven work because you're working from home? Um, so I can make, I can, I can try my best, but not always. <laughs> okay. It's easier on, um, certainly on the days that I work from home. I'll do my best. Why don't we try that maybe to start? And then if it becomes problematic, we can always keep it. If we go ahead. So we're looking at, let's see, eight, the 15th at seven, right? Yeah. Next Tuesday. Yep. Do we want to start tomorrow? I can't do tomorrow. I can't do tomorrow either. You can't. Okay. Either. Oh, okay. You can't because it would need 40. We need 48, right, 48 hours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so oh, what is. Does it have to be 48 hours or can it be at the meeting you could set the next one? It has to be 48 hours. You can set you can set whenever you want, but you need a minimum of 48 hours in order to post it for the okay. open meeting law. Okay. All right. So next Tuesday, the 15th, 7 to 8:30. We know the first 15 minutes will be to invite public comment. Um, the last 15 minutes to game plan for the next meeting. How do we decide the order of people taking public comment? Like, how, do, how does that, I don't even know how that works in the campaign. So what I would do and what we've done that's worked well is you ask somebody to put their name and address in the Q&A and then you take them as they come into the Q&A. Um, once and then, the meeting has started. Yeah, once the meeting has started, you've called it to order, we've done all of that. What they'll do is they'll put it into the open Q&A. We do just name uh, and address. We don't ha actually have them type the questions in there. We find it better to then just click on them and allow them to talk um, so that they can speak to you live. We find it to be more efficient. And then we'll just take them again. We don't want anybody saying that, you know, their, their commentary was not taken into account. 
we're simply going to do it in order. Correct. Right. And we run out of time. That's it. And you're invited to send your comments. You're invited to send your comments via email to whom? Who should they send them to? So um, I'm happy to take them um, and compile them for you. That's not a problem. Um, and if you want, what I'll do is I can have Brittany tomorrow post information on our social media asking that, uh, you know, letting everybody know you had your first meeting, you're going to be taking public comment. But if people would like to send it ahead of time, um, we can compile that for you now. That gives them a week to get it into you. Right. And would you put that on the Google Drive with other resources, Christina? Would you put that in the minutes somewhere or a separate thing? Where were where would we find those? So I would once I'm once I'm comfortable and you're all comfortable that you're accessing the Google Drive and you can access everything we're putting in there, we'd put it in there for you. Um, but I would also compile it as part of your meeting packet uh, since it's public comment. And would that be compiled 48 hours before the meeting? We like to get it out. It, there's no requirement on the packet, but I like to get it out to you as soon as possible. Okay, great, thanks. So for our next meeting, we've got the date, we've got the timeline, we've got kind of the beginning and the end. What do people think would be useful for the substance and the, you know, I mean, my, my gut would be that starting out looking at a bunch of different examples of how other towns have done this and then discussing them would be a good place to start. But I'm, I mean, the questions is another I think, approach. I think the way I was thinking about it is framing the questions we need to answer and using those other examples as information that might inform my thoughts about how many people, but I'm afraid if we don't target it by trying to answer certain questions that it might, we might spin our wheels a little bit. Um, so I think we should all read the precedent examples, but with certain questions in mind that we're trying to answer. Makes sense. So would and you it propose to me using... the first two I listed are the most controversial, or I don't know if they were the first two, but how many people and who appoints them? That's yes. going to be a lot of discussion. And so when we're discussing it, people can reference whatever they read from another town or their own thoughts or public comment that leads them to a certain number they're thinking for the committee, right? Instead of, if you go through each one and some may be not useful to us, it's just taking up more time. So I agree, I think focusing on the questions and we'll see how many we can get done in that first meeting. Um, and then obviously trying to set it up for the next one, but. There's a couple of pieces here because it's not just discussing it, but there's also writing it, right? It, that can be rather laborious, the actual writing of the bylaw, right? To, so, um, you know, the, we can get through a lot of the questions and find ourselves sort of narrowing down some things we agree on, you know, then you get to the remaining questions and then to the wordsmithing part and, and how we're going to do it editing the current one, adding something to it, a supplement bylaw, that kind of thing. So do I take away that we're trying to work with Sarah's list of questions and keying on two or three being how many, who, who could qualify to serve and who appoints is that like the first three that we're going to try to tackle? I think, I think so. 
I think so, we need to get, I think we need to make some progress on those at the first meeting to really have any chance of making this happen. So we should look at the other examples in other towns and see what they do and kind of come up with our thoughts on who we think we should follow. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think also we, we need to initially start too with if the town decides to go to the state for money and have to deal with uh, that group, they have a, a specific set of who has to serve or strongly suggested, I forget what it says, but they seem to have a list of, you know, who needs to serve. So I, I just suggest that we all take a look at that as the first, you know, step two to keep in mind because the town could decide not to go to the state to get money and pay for it itself you know for whatever reason do we have two sets of i think the hard part i was i was going through the same thought russ when i was reviewing the requirements and i reviewed the westwood committee which was clearly a msba project because of all the people they had all 22 of them um but i think when you start out this process with the school building committee and the feasibility you don't know whether you're going to get state funding or not right. Right. so it seems to me like the only downside to having the committee always have at least the people you need for the MSBA is that you probably have a bigger committee than you need. But right. if you don't end up going for the funding, that's the only real downside. So why not have the committee always have at least what would meet the statutory requirement? And then if you don't end up seeking money, then you had a little bit more people than you planned. The only other thing I'll say is the state requires the superintendent and um, the principal of the subject school, which yeah, may or may that. not be residents, which was objectionable to people last go round. Yeah, I saw that. Well, um, I mean, there's a difference between you're at the committee and whether or not you can vote. I think the objectionable part had to do with the voting. I might be I, about that, but I think I've never, in all the years I, I'm, I'm in education and all the building projects I've been on and seen in different towns, the superintendent or a principal is there with the committee, but they don't always vote. I, I thought that was the, the piece. It would be good to get clarity on whether the um, state requires they be there and participate, but not yeah. have a vote. Because I do think one of the things we're going to want to address among the topics is whether you're, you know, ex officio non-voting or whether you're a full participating member. So we need to understand what the state requires to that end. And Scott, is that something Town Council Mark Sorrell can give us an opinion on before our next meeting? We'll have an answer for you before the next meeting. That would be my fourth question. I agree with um, Sarah's question. My fourth would be like, who gets a vote? Who's a member of the committee and votes and who doesn't vote, but is a member of the committee? And, you know, there's all, I mean, that's tough. We need to do what we do. But one thing that occurs to me is it's one thing to say you don't have a vote, but if you have a permanent seat at the table, you really kind of do, right? Because you're, you're, you're there to persuade throughout the whole process. I'm not saying that, doesn't mean you shouldn't be there, but I guess I see this little, it's not a vote, but it's close. It's a voice. It's a very strong voice because you're at the table. Absolutely. But the vote is a different, it's a little bit of a different piece. 
It's an, if you look at Westwood, um, I was surprised of, of the 22, which is obviously an enormous amount of people, five were school committee members, one, two were principals, the superintendent, the assistant superintendent, the director of student services, the school made up half of the committee. So I can yeah. imagine that they were aligned, not necessarily, but you could guess that they might be aligned in the same thing. So you've got this kind of big block. Yeah. Um, I actually just retired from Westwood. I taught there the last 20 years. So um, because they're listed doesn't mean they would always go. It's that mm -hmm. you could go because um, when you put five members of the school committee together, that's a, a quorum and that makes it a school committee meeting, which changes the whole dynamic of, of what you're doing. So um, this is, I think there's a difference between listing them as members who could go or take turns, right? And then members who are sitting, yeah, yeah, and voting. That's helpful. That's, that seems like a lot. Yeah. So I, I think a gating issue though is what does the, what does the MSBA require? Because it just seems like we at a very minimum, and I don't know if the requirements are like super specific or if it's just as a, at a minimum, minimum, you have to have X, Y, and Z. But if it's at a minimum, you have to have X, Y, and Z. Right, requirement or suggestion, right? So Christine, right. You, you're gonna give us the exact uh, legal answer to that one. Okay. Is it is it possible, and maybe if you know yes or ask Mark, is it possible to have two bylaws, like we just said a minute ago, if they decide to try with the state or without the state? My so concern is that our, our charge is big enough as is. I don't know if that makes it unworkable. Not that it's a bad idea, but. I think the hard part, what I'm trying, I agree with you, Bob, um, just trying to draft two bylaws is twice as hard as one, but I also don't know that the committee will be formed at this very early stage, and I don't think they'll know whether they're going to have state funding or not. So if you go down the path of having a committee that wasn't formed in accordance with the requirements, and then to whatever extent there's actual requirements you absolutely have to meet. Um, then you don't have the composition. Are you going to be barred from seeking funding or are you going to have to reconstitute the committee? I don't sure. know. Sure. Those are my concerns. So for, so for next week, um, Again, we're going to meet on Tuesday. We're going to open with questions. Are we going to tell people we invite them to ask questions that they could focus them on the topic at hand for the night? Or where we may not have them every single meeting, should it just be open commentary? And my gut would be the latter if we're not going to have people commenting in every meeting, but. Open, just whatever yeah. they have on their mind. Because otherwise, people sometimes can't listen because they've got this one thing they really want to say, and we might as well just hear what we can hear, and even if it's something we don't tackle to the third meeting or yeah. Not that it probably goes without saying with this crowd, but I do think we need to be clear that it has to be relative to the formation of the committee, not to the school selection issue. Like this committee is not charged with deciding where the school should go. So right. it has to be relevant to the issue of how to form this committee um, right. and not who should serve on it. No suggestions about who should serve. We're not picking the people for the committee. We're not picking the school. Just to be clear that you don't get inundated with, I wish it was at Dale or I wish it was going to Wheelock commentary. Right. 
And, yeah, I think so that's the next clear, point. Make it clear at the beginning what they can comment on to remind them. And then uh, whoever's holding the but button, you know, we say, if you're off target, we're going to shut you off. Going to mute you. We'll go with the old peer pressure approach. We'll let you run your 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 comment out that you've now wasted time that someone could have used for something more useful. No, I say mute. I like that. Just a logistical <laughs> question, um, Bob. Are you going to be the person who will like promote them to speak, or however it is that it happens? <laughs> so I'm totally open. Look, Scott asked me if I would if I would act as a chair, just like I said, because I'm a stooge. But um, I. I don't, I'm open to whatever the well, group If you are willing to do it, do you know how yeah. to do it? Because I'm not yeah. sure I know how. I, oh, I I will have Christine educate me before we start. <laughs> I, I, I will run a mini Zoom training session. All right. So I, so I we, I'd like to retract my, my uh, analogy to the three stooges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've got three very sarcastic children, so I'm used to it. Yeah, in hindsight, it was. I just want you to know it was. There was. There was a disconnect for me from the analogy to the actual reality there. Um, so, Scott, you know, I'm just teasing you. I hope. I know. Uh, and I don't. I actually wasn't a, a huge Three Stooges fan, so I don't use that analogy very often in my work. So, <laughs> I probably should leave that one behind totally. Um, um. Do you, do you want to set the rest of your agenda now? You're going to start with public comment. Are you inviting people in? Scott had mentioned that you were having people in to speak. Is that going to be at the next meeting? Or My are vote you would be, why don't, why don't we start with, I think, hear public comment, and then I think we should dig right into the, 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 the key questions at the outset. And I might hold people for later, but. I agree. Can we go over the three questions we want to make sure we cover the next time? How So how many people should be yep. on the committee? Who appoints them? Mm -hmm. And whether what their qualifications are? And that's kind of an umbrella for resident versus non-resident um, design, construction, and architecture experience. That's kind of a bigger umbrella of issues, the third one. So I think that's really four questions because the res I, I see the residents question as a separate question. Yeah. yeah. And Great. how Thank about you. the thing about make sure voting, voting or not voting? And voting, true? voting and not voting probably ties in very naturally to who. Yep. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to look at the examples that of other towns in terms of how often other communities have multiple people appointing portions of the committee, which Mike had suggested. Um, is that common practice? Do most just get appointed by the moderator or the select board or what? Um, and how do they coordinate making sure you don't appoint the same people if you do bifurcate it like that? Yeah. Christina, are you allowed to um post you said you were going to get us an answer on the msba requirements are you allowed to post that in the google Docs so that we could review it prior to the meeting what i'll do is uh with something like that is i'll email that out to you okay yeah. great so i'm very comfortable with running zoom meetings and such i would be happy to handle that part of the crowd and such 
and let Bob kind of be the chair to, you know, keep his thoughts in mind on, on running the meeting. And if he says, you know, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to cut you off, then I can, I know how to do that technically. But then you'd have to have two people be co-hosts, I think. Yep, that's fine. To have that. So if that helps you, Bob. Okay. Russ, I'd be thrilled if you would be willing to do that. All yeah, right. that's not then You would be the one making the decision to mute them or not. Okay. And then I would just introduce people by way of the Q&A. No, they're, yeah, it's the Q&A and just introduce them in that order. Correct. That would be great. Thank you. So we're going to do the other examples as well. I know we've looked at several towns, but do we want to look at additional towns? Yes, I have I have Brittany pulling together a, a list of other towns and copies of their information and we'll get that out to you. And do you, do you know what that list is now of who you're looking at? I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know. Okay. I will do, I'd be happy to do the meeting minutes for the next meeting. The ones after that are going to get a little crunched for me for work. So I'll bite the bullet now. Thank you, Sarah. Mm -hmm. And just if anybody does get stuck on that, um, and I know you want to get them out quickly, we have the recording. We we can do it in, in our office if it's if it's an issue. Oh, great. Yeah, wonderful. All right. I, I think we've got our parameters for for next steps, anything else folks think we need to cover tonight? Since we all had an opportunity to introduce ourselves, um, I uh, Joanne, is that who the J is? Joe, is it Joanna? Joanna. Joanna, did you wanna admit, you know, get a chance to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Joanna Hilvert. I have lived in town for 22 years now. Um, I have four children. Two are in college and two are in high school. Um, I served on the warrant committee for six years um, and have been in a few other various committees that Scott has twisted my arm into. <laughs> um, I am a commercial real estate lawyer. Um, and um, yeah, that's about it. So happy to be here and happy to help you all. I was remembering way back in the day, Joanna and I overlapped at the same firm for a short that's bit. That's right. Oh, we were yeah. trained in the same same law firm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> were you, Sarah, were you living in Medfield then? No. Not yet. Small world. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so all right. Nice to meet you all. Yeah, nice to meet you. So anything further? I guess we actually have to take a vote to adjourn. The yeah, meeting. I'll make a motion to adjourn. Seconded. Aye. All in, aye. Aye. You have to do a roll call. You have to do a roll call. Do a roll so call. Name each person. So what, what happens? Does Bob name names? Yes. Yeah. Bob, you okay. name the seven names and they'll respond to their vote. All right. So the motion is to uh, call the meeting to an end. Cynthia? Yes. All right. Carolyn? Yes. Russ? Yes. Sarah? Yes. Johanna? Yes. And Tom? Yes. And Bob, yourself? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All okay. right. Thanks, everybody. Nice to meet everyone. Thanks. Uh, Good to meet you. you. See you all. Bye.